Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. You've made the best decision you could possibly make by tuning your ear to the Word of God. I would love to invite you to stay updated with us on Facebook and YouTube. You can find us at Revival House Church. Father, bless this person and let the seed of the Word multiply 30, 60, and 100 times over in Jesus' name. Two different things that you could write down. Taking ground. Taking ground. Or keys walking into this year. So it's really the same thing. Because this year we're taking ground in Jesus' name. I want you to say that. You know, I have you guys say a lot of things. But that's because faith, the Bible says that faith is voice activated. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that a man shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he shall be filled. And it says the power of death and life is what? In the tongue. So you're going to have what you say. Amen. You're going to have what you say. The Bible says it's from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's how faith works. You believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. Isn't that how you're saved? You know, the Bible says that we're saved by Faith. We're saved by God's grace through faith, the scripture declares. So how do we even practically use that faith? Believe, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord and that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And I'm telling you, the same formula for salvation is actually the same way that you possess every promise of God. You know, in Hebrews chapter 11, it says it's by faith we possess all that God has promised us. You know, there's over 8,000 promises in this book. Over 8,000. Most Christians just think that God, Jesus, made a way for them to go to heaven, to have eternal life. That's one out of 8,000 promises that God has given you. God's brought you into a covenant where he's healed all your diseases. We went over this in communion, Isaiah 53, 5. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed, or by his stripes I am healed. The Lord revealed himself in Exodus 23. He said, I'll bless your food and water. I'll take sickness out of your midst. And this is where he revealed himself. I am Jehovah Rapha. He revealed himself as El Shaddai, the God of abundant provision. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, he became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich. What am I I trying to get your faith engaged? A lot of Christians, they're just sitting here coasting in life, waiting one day for the Lord. You know, hopefully, hopefully I get to heaven. Or there's another, I saw another, uh, I was watching a minister on on Facebook, on YouTube, and I saw this person. It kind of broke my heart, but this person was commenting. In the comment section saying, Lord Jesus, please come back soon. I have two kids. I'm a single mother. I'm having a hard time, and I just don't know how much longer I can do this. Please, just please come back soon. It broke my heart. But guys, I'm going to tell you, the Bible doesn't say that Jesus is coming back for a rescue mission to bail his church out, it says that he's coming back for a glorious church, a victorious church that is without spot, that is without blemish. Amen. He's coming back for overcomers. Say overcomers. Jesus, there's a parable Jesus taught, the parable of the three servants. And it talks about this master that 
He called servants together. He gave them different talents. And then it says that he went away to a distant land. And then he gave these instructions. Occupy till I come. Occupy. Say occupy. That word occupy is the same thing that God told Adam in the book of Genesis. Have dominion. Multiply. Be fruitful. Multiply. Subdue the earth and and rule over it. So he's not coming back for a bunch of Christians that are, oh, Lord, we're just getting beat up and spit up and chewed up by the devil, and please come help us and please come save us. He's coming back for servants that took the word, that took the gospel, that took the Holy Ghost and multiplied their talents. And then when he comes back, he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, and we're going to be able to lay down these things as victorious people. Here you go, Lord. Here's the crowns. Here's the achievements. Here's Angelina County. Hallelujah. Here's the land that you called us to. The righteous shall possess the land. Amen. Guys, and I'm telling you, there's such an acceleration on this in the last days. We believe not only did Jesus come once, but he's coming back again. Very soon. Say very soon. Turn to your neighbor and say, very soon. Some of you got to shake your neighbor and say, very soon. You you don't understand how soon Jesus is coming back. Man, it's time to run. It's time to kick it into fifth gear and get going. Hallelujah. Because God's got a plan for your life. God's got a purpose for your life. God has a destiny for you. And it's not getting drug around by the devil. It's being victorious in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so this year, we're taking ground. Say, I'm taking ground this year. We're not, and if you listen to me, this year, you will watch God do what would normally take you 10 years. God will do it in one calendar year. You know, we've been, we've been preaching this. The Bible says, I'll give you an example. The Bible says, and... Um, Amos 9.13, the time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and the grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. What does that mean? There's so much harvest that it's growing so fast, we don't even have time to keep up with it. Say accelerated harvest. An acceleration. I'm telling you, not just harvest, not just financial, acceleration in every area in your life. You know, the the first miracle Jesus ever did was an accelerated process. The Bible says in the book of John chapter 2, the first miracle Jesus ever did was he turned water into wine. Anybody familiar with that? How long? You know, I I don't know. I don't drink wine. I I don't mess with none of that. How long does it take for wine to become choice wine? Because in that miracle that he performed, they ran out of wine. It was a miracle of abundant provision, right? They ran out, and he took six stone jars that held 20 to 30 gallons apiece, and he turned them all into wine. I just think that's ridiculous. Don't you? It's like he's at a wedding party. I don't know, maybe a few hundred people, and he goes on and makes 120 to 180 gallons of wine. Why? Have you ever read that and thought, why, why 180? Jesus, that's more wine than, a, than people could drink in an entire 10 years. I mean, 180 gallons of wine? 
Why? Why the excess? You know, there's also a law in the Bible called the law of first mention. First things are important. That was the first miracle Jesus ever performed. What was he trying to show the people? First revelation he wanted the people to see is, I am El Shaddai. I'm the God of abundant provision. I'm not a God, the God of just enough. I'm not the God of just pay your bills and scrape by. I'm the God of abundant provision. And he was trying to show them the truth. Seek first my kingdom above all else. Say all else. And live righteously. And if you do, I'll, I'll give you everything else. Everything else will be added unto you. All these things will be added unto you. But, you know, that process, how long? So the Bible says not only he created, turned water into wine, that was, it was the choicest wine. Whenever the, the head of the party drank it, he says, man, usually people put the good stuff first, let the people get drunk, and then when everybody's already kind of not even really caring at this point, everyone's loosened up, then they'll give them the nasty water, cheap stuff, but you've saved the best for last. And, I, you know, that's another point that will preach right there. God saves the best for last. If Jesus Christ is coming back, I'm telling you, the revivals that we've heard about in the United States of America, that's not in our past. The greatest revivals are still in our future. The greatest move of God, the greatest people of God, I believe I'm looking at them right now. I believe that we could be the generation that ushers in the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, the glory of the latter rain shall be more glorious than the former. He saves the best for last. Say, that's me. Say, that's me. Hallelujah. So how long should that process take? Water to wine. Years. How long does it take good wine to ferment? 20 years? The older it is, the better, right? That's how wine works. 20 years, 30 years. A really good wine like that. And yet he turned water into instantaneously. He turned it into wine. So what does that tell you? He took a process that should have taken 20 years, and he made it happen supernaturally. Are you all with me this morning? It, it, you, it doesn't take God long. He will do more for you. If you'll grab a hold of what I'm about to talk about, you will see God do for you in one year what would take 20 years to accomplish. We just had a testimony. You know, while I'm on it, is it possible? Is the media messed up? Can we play that video? Give me a thumbs up when we have it. Say acceleration. Hallelujah. Who believes they're moving forward this year? You know, who's sick and tired? You know, you just got to come to the point where you're like, I'm done. I've decided to possess the promises of God. That's all it is. It's a simple decision, and you begin to use your faith. How do you possess healing? How do you possess prosperity? How do you possess all 8,000 promises that the Bible gives us? You believe it in your heart. You confess it with your mouth. This is how faith works. Amen. How far out are we, guys? Two minutes. Hallelujah. <laughs> I want to show you this story. We, I had Brother James share it, but we got a more clear video of it. We have a member of our church that God gave him 10 years of promotion in two years. 
We'll get back to that video. Just give me a thumbs up when we have that video queued. But So does anybody want to hear this? Keys. Keys walking into this year. Yes. Amen. Y'all with me? Okay. Keys walking into this year. Turn your Bible to Exodus chapter 14, 15 through 16. Exodus chapter 14, 15 through 16. Say amen when you're there. Exodus chapter 14, 15 through 16. God, God leads the Israelites out of Egypt. The Israelites are following the Lord by a pillar, a, a fire by the, uh, by the night and a cloud by the day. And he leads them all the way up until the Red Sea. So now you have, most historians will tell you, about 2 million Israelites came out of Egypt that day. And they're backed up against this Red Sea. And here comes Pharaoh. This word's just been burning in my heart. Here comes Pharaoh. And they see the Egyptians approaching them. And so Moses, you know, all the people are freaking out. Why did you bring us out here? You bring us out here to die? Now they're going to kill us. At least we were safe in Egypt. What are we going to do? So Moses does what most Christians would do in the time of crisis, which I'm going to deal with this, how you need to learn to respond to every situation in your life. And he begins to cry out to God. Oh, Lord, please help me. Oh, Lord, please deliver me. And so look at Exodus 14, 15 through 16. You know, Moses is crying out to God in prayer. Has anybody ever done that? Lord, please help me. Lord, please come through. Lord, please do this. Please do that. And you think that the Lord would respond and say, Yes, Moses, I've heard your prayers, and I, I hear your cries, son, and I receive them. Look what the Lord says. The Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? That's interesting. They're crying out, God help us. And he looks at them and says, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Turn to your neighbor and say, get moving. Tell the people to get moving. Pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. So basically what God was saying was, quit crying out to me. I've already put the answer in your hand. Come on. I've already put the answer in your hand. You don't have to pray about this, Moses, because I've already put the answer in your hand. Amen. So what was the answer? The staff. God gave... Moses, the staff, I see your thumbs up. I'll get back to it in a minute. I think the anointing left. Sorry, guys, maybe next time. <laughs> now, I want you to tie that together with 2 Corinthians chapter 1. This truth right here will change your stinking life forever. If you'll grab a hold of this. Look at this. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Let's look at verse 17. You may be asking why I changed my plans. This is Apostle Paul. He says, do I make plans carelessly? Do you think I am like the people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? 
As surely as God is faithful, our word does not waver between yes and no. Look at this, guys. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Do you guys have this verse up? This is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. It says, as surely as God is faithful, our word does not waver between yes and no. For Jesus Christ, the Son of God, does not waver between yes and no. Say, he does not waver between yes and no. That's exciting because that means if God already said yes in his word, he will never say no. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He's the, same, he's the same God, the same one that turned water into wine, 120 to 180 gallons. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still the God of abundant provision. Come on, the same Jesus that stood on the shore and said, Peter, cast your nets onto the other side. And the, the, the nets got so full that the, the boat began to sink. They bring out another boat. That boat begins to sink. That same God, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That means that if you saw Jesus do it in the word of God, he has not changed today. Matthew 8, 17 says they brought all their sick and he healed them all. Say he healed them all. Well, how many of you know, sometimes God says yes and sometimes he says no. Sometimes we go to pray and and the Lord speaks and says, not this time, my son. That's a demon talking to you. He says Jesus does not waver between yes and no. He is the one whom Silas, Timothy, and I preach to you as God's ultimate yes. Say, he's God's ultimate yes. That means that when Christ was given by God, God gave us his yes when he gave us Christ. Look at this line right here. For all of God's promises, say all. Say all. All of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. Does that mean some of God's promises? Say all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. Hallelujah. So do you understand this? Moses is crying out to God. Lord, help me. Lord, deliver me. And he says, why are you crying out to me? Take what's in your hand and get moving. That's the difference between a Christian that sees miracles and a Christian that never is able to go anywhere. They're just in a perpetual stationary place. Is they're crying out to God saying, Lord, how come I've prayed a hundred times and I've asked you to bless me? And he says, why are you crying out asking me to bless you? I've already blessed you. I've fulfilled every promise in Christ. Whenever you were brought in through the blood of Jesus, every promise that I have to give has already been given to you. What does that mean? Say it's in my hand. Say it's in my hand. Say healing's in my hand. Say prosperity's in my hand. Say, favor of God's in my hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the thing right there. Taking what's in your hand and get moving. This will change your life if you'll be a Christian that stops waiting. Well, I'm just waiting on God. Anybody ever been waiting on God? That's what we're I know the Bible says, wait on the Lord and renew your strength. 
But all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. What does that mean? We're not waiting on God. We're sitting here waiting on God, and you know what he's saying to us? Take what's in your hand and get moving. Take the word. <laughs> Man, I, I, the devil's doing all this stuff in my family. The devil's coming against my kids. The devil's coming against my marriage. The devil's coming against my household. Oh, man, you wouldn't believe I have this family member trying to sue me. I have all, you know, you just, whatever situation a person's going through. And they're sitting here. Well, I'm just trusting in the Lord that he's going to work it all out. I'm going to tell you, my friend, it doesn't work that way. You'll trust in the Lord to work it all out. And you know what you'll see? It'll never get worked out. You know why? I'll give you, I'll show you why. Turn to Mark 11. Are y'all still with me this morning? Mark 11, 22 through 24. You guys have never heard this text before, right? Have faith in God. Look at this, right? That's what we chalk everything up to. Well, I'm just believing in God to do it. Jesus said to have faith in God. But what did it look like to him to have faith in God? I surely, I tell you, you can ask God to, to help you and he'll help you. Is that what it says? Come on, are you there? Is that what it says? Have faith in God. Next verse. I tell you, you can say, say, I can say. Do you understand what he's saying? You don't have to ask God about it. I've already put it in your hand. Because I've already put the staff in your hand, because I've already fulfilled every word in Christ, every promise that I have to give, you can say, you can have faith in what I've given you, and you can begin to use this word. Instead of, Lord, please help me in my marriage, you can say to the mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. Say, it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Next verse. I tell you, you can pray for anything. Say anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it might be yours. Does it say that? It will be yours. You know what this is talking about? This is talking about a Christian that stops waiting on God and begins to take this word and use their mouth and point it like Moses' rod and say, I'm not waiting on God to split the Red Sea. Red Sea, I command you to split in the name of Jesus. Devil, I command you to flee from my marriage in the name of Jesus. Devil, I command your hold of my children. You be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Sickness, disease, and infirmity, I command you leave my household in the name of Jesus. Jesus, whatever this devourer is coming on my life, the word of God declares that if I'm a tither, that he'll rebuke the devourer. So you're rebuked in Jesus name. You know, I meet people and I want you to hear me right now. I am in no way trying to say, look here, look at John. He's the golden standard. Not at all. But I'm going to tell you an example. I meet people all the time. That I'm 27 years old. And they're like, this is crazy. You know, you, you, how do you do some of these things? How, how do you have a church? How all of, all of this stuff? 
At 27, how come there's people that are 40 and 50 and they, they're good-hearted people that would say they love the Lord, but nothing opens up for them? And I'll tell you, because I've never waited on God. I've taken the word of God and I've acted on it. Well, I'm just waiting on God to open up a door for me to preach. I'm waiting on him to send me. Really? Matthew 28, 19 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. There's a great African preacher that I like to follow. He is doing mass crusades all over Africa. He was just in Kentucky having crusades now in the United States of America. Mighty sides, wonders, miracles, blind eyes opening, deaf ears opening. There was a baby that was literally on a ventilation machine, and he prayed with the family, and the next day, now the baby's breathing on its own. Jaundice completely disappeared in the child. Miracles. And they've asked this young man. He's a young man. He's younger than me. They've asked him, when did God call you into the ministry? When did God, you know, send you? And they're waiting for some uber spiritual, Jesus appeared to me while I was sleeping. And he said, go to the nations. Guys, I'm telling you, that stuff happens. I had a, a, a supernatural encounter with Christ. But you know what he said? He said, when were you sent? When did all this open up? He said, one day I was reading Matthew 28, 19, and God said, go, and I went. Hallelujah. What did I do? I took the word of God and began to say, Lord, you said to go, so I'm going to go, and I'm going to step out on your word, and as I begin to step, doors will open for me. Hallelujah. Right, great Reinhardt Bonnke says, God runs with the runners. He doesn't sit with the sitters. There's so many Christians sitting, waiting on God, and I hope that one thing you get in your spirit this morning, this year, we're not sitting back. We're taking what's in our hand, the word of God, and we're going to possess the land in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. It's time to run. Say, it's time to run. In fact, I love on Exodus 14, 15 through 16, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. The great theologian, Finnis Dake, His note says, stop praying and do something. That sounds kind of anti-spiritual, right? Stop praying. I think there's some people that need to listen to that. You know, I was a part of a prayer group for about a year. I'd go to this prayer group every week. And I mean, I'm not trying to hate on anything. I'm really attacking this mindset. Oh, Lord, we're praying for revival in Angelina, revival falling. Everyone's, oh, you know, getting hit by the Holy Ghost and all this ultra-spiritual, theatrical thing. Great. But there comes a point where the Lord says, stop praying and do something. Stop just praying for revival and start winning souls. Start preaching the gospel. Start going places and just getting the gospel in front of people. Start inviting people to your church, gathering people, getting an evangelist, getting a pastor, getting a person that believes with a platform to speak the word of God. Stop praying and take hold of the word. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is so critical because I believe that Jesus Christ is coming back very soon. We don't have time to wait around. We're going to sit here and wait. Lord, touch Angelina County. Lord, bring revival in Angelina County. Lord, do all this stuff. And we'll sit here and pray, 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 which we should. I don't know 
another church locally that prays more than we. We just had a four-hour prayer meeting Friday night. Many of you were here. We have prayer. We had prayer every single day the last 21 days. I'm not saying don't pray, but I'm telling you there has to be action. Get moving. Say, get moving. Well, I'm just believing that one day, you know, the Lord's just going to bring me a house. And, you know, I don't have a house right now, but I'm believing God's going to bring me a house. Okay, great. I'm glad you're believing that, but start acting in faith. Start getting the word in your heart, speaking it with your mouth, and making moves to possess the promises of God in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Get moving. Say, get moving. I can sit here and pray all day long. Lord, get the gospel to more people. Lord, get the gospel to more people. Lord, get the gospel to more people. That's a great prayer to pray. But you know what I can do better than just sitting there praying that day after day? I can start preaching. I can set up a studio. I can go live on YouTube. I can go live on Facebook, and I can broadcast five days a week and put action behind. Okay, instead of you just doing something, Lord, I'm I'm. I'm moving forward on the promise of God to possess the land. I hope in 2023 you get ready to run because we're going to run in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Man, we got so much planned. I got an event that we need to solidify the details, but it's going to be huge. And it's going to touch all of Angelina County. It's going to be big. Say big. Say grande. Say vinti. I want you to get this. It's time to run. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's time to run. The Bible says in John 9, 4, we must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. For the night is coming when no one can work. Say quickly. That's understanding. Listen, Jesus Christ is coming back. We don't have time to sit. Listen, anybody's welcome at this church, but we are building a church full of people that are taking the land by force. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent men take it by force. That means I'm not waiting on God to fulfill everything he's there. I'm acting on the word of God. I'm stepping out of the boat in faith. Are y'all with me? Say, I must quickly carry out the task assigned to me. I must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to me by the one who sent me. A quick work. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. So be careful how you live. Don't live like a fool, but like those who are wise. Say wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Listen to here. Listen to this. God wants you to understand what his calling is for your life. I believe that God could raise out of this church people that would shake the business, the business realm. Anybody believe that? We got, we got a young man. Go ahead and play that, that testimony. I'm going to take five minutes, and I want you guys to watch this video. Go ahead and play this.
Jesus name. Come on, praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Hey, we got we got a text message. Hannah had the baby. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're growing the church the way the good old Muslims do it, right? It's just a joke. Don't get offended. But, you know, I love that story because he tells you in that testimony. I know this is a little bit unorthodox. Is that okay? Right? At least you're not bored, right? But I love that story because he grabbed a hold of the word of God. He wasn't praying vague prayers. He grabbed a hold of the word of God and understood by the word. It says in Deuteronomy 28, I'll be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. He grabbed a hold of it and said, wait, God's favor was on Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was with Joseph. And what did it cause Joseph to do? Get sold into slavery. And then all of a sudden he gets into Potiphar's house. And what? He gets head of Potiphar's house. Then he gets in trouble, gets thrown in jail. Next thing you know, he's running the jail. Next thing you know, he interprets a dream and he gets, he's running the entire nation of Egypt by the blessing and favor of God. And so here's my point. He didn't sit back and say, well, Lord, one day. He said, I was confessing it. I am a superintendent, believing in his heart, confessing it with his mouth, standing on the word of God. And he watched God give him 10 years of promotion in two years. Hallelujah. Say an accelerated harvest. Take what's in your hand. Take this word. Hallelujah. Take this word. Come on, hold your word up. Take this word and get moving. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give you something. I, I really just feel the Lord steering me to go in this direction. I want to give you some biblical scriptures to stand on that success in the workplace and promotion is God's covenant promise to you. Is that okay with anybody? You know, if you're believing God for a job, I believe he'll open up a job. And not just a job, where you'll just scrape by. He's El Shaddai. Amen. The God of abundant provision. But I want to just give you some very practical examples of this. I've been teaching on confession. Jesus said, as we read, you can say to the mountain, may you be removed and cast into the sea. If you believe the things that you say and do not doubt in your heart, you'll have the things that you say. Therefore, I decree you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, you'll have it. The Bible talks about in the book of James, it says the way that a horse is led by a bit in its mouth and the way that a, a ship is led by a rudder. So the tongue is a tiny thing that makes grand speeches. Say the tongue. So here's my point with this. Listen to me. Your life will follow your words. Your words are a reflection of what's in your heart, your faith. You need to get this word in your heart. Believe this word. Get what God says in your heart. And from the overflow of the heart, you need to begin to speak. And then when you speak, you don't have to sit back and, and just hope. Hopefully life turns out well for me. It's, 
Your tongue is the rudder and the ship is your life. Wherever you point your faith and your confession, your life will follow. So 2023, you need to start getting this in your mouth. I will possess the land in Jesus' name. Say that. Say this. Say promotion. Say belongs to me in Jesus' name. Say acceleration belongs to me in Jesus' name. I'll have one more testimony. Success. I'm going to give you an example of success in the workplace. I'm going to read you something. I have a new book that I'm about to come out with called Releasing the Power of God Through Prayer. I'm going to read you this little part. This is a faith decree that you can make for success in the workplace. I wrote this. The blood of Jesus did many great things for us. The blood of Jesus cleansed us of our sins. Can you say amen? But it also brought us into a covenant. Ephesians chapter 2 and 3 talk about that we have been brought into the covenant that God made with his people. Prosperity and success are a part of the covenant that the blood of Jesus brought us into. If you will walk in the promises of God, it is impossible for your career or Ministry, I wrote in this context, to fail. It is scripturally illegal for your accounts to run out. Did you know that? That if you're doing what the word of God says, you can stand in faith and speak. You know you can speak to your bank account? And you can say, it's illegal for you to run dry in Jesus' name. What are you going to do if you run out of... uh, if you run out of money by the end, it's impossible for me to run out of money because he fills my cup to overflowing. My cup overflows with blessings. Are y'all with me? It is also worth noting that God said he would bless the work that you put your hand to. But if you're not putting your hand to work, then there's nothing for him to bless. Lazy people will never prosper. Are y'all with me? And the Bible says, something got cut off here, but the Bible says that those unwilling to work will not eat. If you refuse to work, you cannot expect the Lord to feed you. Are you with me? So I'm not talking about, well, I'll just... I won't work, I won't, I'll live in sin, I'll live a dirty, filthy life, and God's blessing is just going to be on me. Last night, I preached at God Tell. If you obey my word, the Lord said. You know, in John chapter 10, Jesus said, I am the great shepherd. Say the shepherd. And he talked about bringing sheep into the sheepfold. He said, you're my sheep, but I have other sheep, speaking of the Gentiles, that I'm going to bring into the sheepfold. So look, you get this picture, right? I want you to think about these chairs. Like it's a, it's a sheepfold, and there's a fence right here. We have to come in through Christ into the sheepfold. And guess what? The sheepfold has boundaries. Are you with me? I go to walk, and I keep walking in the sheepfold long enough. I'm going to hit a boundary. Where in order to get past that boundary, I have to step out of the sheepfold. Are you with me? I could walk over here. Oh, eventually I'm going to hit the fence, the boundary. I could walk over here and eventually I'll hit the boundary. What is the boundary? Say the word of God. 
If you obey my commands and my instructions, then you will be successful and prosper in everything that you do. So it's all within the context of as long as I'm in the boundaries of the word of God, I will succeed and prosper in everything in my life. So some examples. The Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So if I'm not working, I'm outside of the sheepfold. I'm outside of the boundaries of the word of God. Can you say amen? The Bible says don't forsake assembling together as some people do. You should be meeting together more frequently as the end draws near. What does that tell you? If I'm a Christian that says I don't need to go to church, you're outside of the boundaries of the word of God. So what does that mean? You're not obeying the command. So prosperity isn't a guarantee for you. But I want to give you some of this. Look at this. Deuteronomy 26, 28.6. Wherever you go. Whatever you do will be blessed. Say wherever you go. Do you understand that there's a life in Christ? Guys, I'm telling you, we think that, it's, that we're being religious by accepting poverty. You know what I'm talking about? People think that they're being religious and they're pleasing God. Oh, none of that really matters. You know, God doesn't care if we, if we, if we prosper or not. It doesn't matter to God. The word says, wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. Did you know that that whole poverty thing never even came into the church until the 1500s? There was a man, his name slips my mind, but he rose up. And, and this is where the Catholic church started teaching that every Christian and every priest was to take a vow of poverty. Did you know that the Christians never believed that junk? They never thought that they... they they never had that in their mind. Martin Luther, say Martin Luther. Not Martin Luther King, not the man that had a dream. The great reformer, Martin Luther, who birthed the Protestant Reformation. You know, he was translating the Bible from Latin to German. He was a German man. The Bible didn't exist in an English, in a language that anybody could understand. So he's translating the Bible. He gets about halfway through, and then he decides, he gets this thought, I should go on a 40-day fast. He begins to pursue the Lord in fasting and prayer. You know, one of the benefits of fasting, who, who joined us on those 21 days of fasting and prayer? One of the benefits of fasting is it says in Isaiah 58, your light shall spring forth. You know what your light is? Revelation. Revelation comes. You start pressing into the Lord and fasting and prayer, and he just starts dropping revelation from the word of God into your spirit. So Martin Luther goes on this fast, and all of a sudden he starts getting this revelation, and the word starts coming alive in his spirit. He goes on to write 600 books that came out of that 40-day fast. But well, the first book that he ever wrote was basically a retraction or a, a debate rebuking and calling that doctrine that Christians are to take a vow of poverty, heresy. The first revelation and book that he wrote out of going on this fast and translating the Bible back, way back in the 1500s, his first book was God wants the Christian not just to have enough, God wants the Christian rich. Say rich. He got the revelation from Deuteronomy 8.18. I am the Lord your God who gives you the power to create wealth. Say create wealth. So God doesn't only bless us with wealth. 
I'll drop it in your mailbox. There's a blessing of the Lord that comes on your life that gives you the power to create wealth. And he believed that you should be able to go out into the world and prosper in everything that you do and that you should be blessed and that you should prosper. And from that prosperity, you should fund God's work on the earth. Amen. It made me like Martin Luther even more. Everywhere that you go, whatever you do will be blessed. Look at this. Deuteronomy 28.8. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything that you do. Can you say everything? That's Deuteronomy 28.8. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything that you do. Say everything. Do you understand why you can have the boldness to say, I will not struggle in 2023? Why am I saying I won't struggle? Because he said, I guarantee it. <laughs> the Lord says he sends forth his word, and it always accomplishes what it's set forth to accomplish. The Lord says he watches over his word to see that it comes to completion. The word of the Lord never returns void. The Bible says that God's not a man that he should lie. He's not a man that he should change his mind. If God said, I guarantee it, you know what that means? You can take it to the bank. Are you with me? I guarantee a blessing on everything that you do. This revelation right here. You know that we started this church in 2020? Who remembers what happened in 2020? It wasn't exactly the most favorable time to start a church, if you know what I mean. <laughs> we never shut down. We never stopped hosting services. Why? Psalms 91. Do not fear the disease that stalks in the dark. Do not fear the arrows that fly by the day. Though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. No plague will come near your dwelling. Say, it can't touch me. You know, we're crazy. We actually believe the Bible. You know that we actually believe COVID-19 can't touch me. It won't touch me. It can't kill me. You need to shut down. People are going to die. No, they're not going to die. Why? Because the Word of God says. that. Well, but Brother John, you don't understand. What about all these people? Wow, there's an outbreak happening in Lufkin. There's an outbreak happening in Tyler. There's an outbreak happening in Houston. Louisiana is getting an outbreak. Though a thousand may die, and a, though a thousand may fall at my side, and 10,000 are dying around me, these evils cannot touch me. Why can't they touch me? Because I don't know about them, but I'm marked by the blood of Jesus. <laughs> the devil doesn't have a right to just do whatever he wants in my life. It can't touch me. You know what's amazing, too, is when that disease started hitting Lufkin. We were in prayer, and the Lord told us, go stand. He told, there's an entry sign, welcome to Huntington on this side of Huntington. There's a sign on this side of Huntington, going to Zavala, going to Lufkin. We split up into different teams, and we actually went. I'm sure people on the highway thought we were crazy. Who cares what people think? I would rather walk in the supernatural promises of God than be a slave to what people think. Well, as long as that stranger thinks that I look cool, that's worth forfeiting the promises of God in my life. No, I think I'd rather have the promises of God. <laughs> Are you guys with me? 
We went and stood at those signs, and what did Jesus say? Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You know what we did? Stood on the word of God. You are not allowed to come into this town in Jesus' name. You are not allowed to come into this threshold in Jesus' name. And I'm not saying that nobody in Huntington, Texas got sick, but I'm going to tell you, there was a time where it was like, Blowing up here, blowing up there, blowing up everywhere. And Huntington was like this little bubble that was like life is normal. It was fine. Are you with me? No one in the, oh, you're going to kill people in your church. Really, no one in the church died. Crazy, right? Didn't die. I'll probably get taken off of YouTube from a virus that had a 99.8% recovery rate, but. I mean, who's really looking at those statistics anyways? Are you all with me? First Kings 2, 3, observe the requirements of the Lord. I'm almost done here. And follow his ways. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses that you will be successful in all that you do. Say all that I do. In everywhere that I go. That's powerful because, again, if I obey the word of the Lord, well, the law of Moses, Christ fulfilled the law of Moses. If I'm living my life in Christ, as he said in John chapter 15, if you remain in me and my word remains in you, you can ask me for anything that you want and it shall be given to you. That means that everywhere that I go, as long as I'm a blood-bought covenant man or you're a covenant woman of God, everywhere that you go will be blessed in Jesus' name. Why? Because the blessing's not attached to your situation. The blessing is attached to you. Say, I carry the breakthrough. You know what that means? If I want breakthrough over there, all I got to do is take this big foot right here and step over here. And now I got breakthrough over here. Why? Because the breakthrough's in me. Our prayer meeting, it was funny. I had a bunch of people. I was up there this last Friday night. We were worshiping. And I got this horrible smell, and it was like stinky feet. You know, that's like the worst. And I look, and there's like half the people, they have their shoes off. And I just, you know, I, listen, I'm like, it's funny. Even when you guys hear me say little things like, hey, shut the door, do this, do that, I'm telling you, the way my mind works is if something like that's going on, I can't, I can't focus. So there's two options. Either I just say something, or everything for the next hour is about to suck, one or the other. So I'm up there, and I'm like, man, this is, you know, this is rough. So I get off. But this is true. I want you to understand this. I tell them, you know, people think, oh, you know, I'm in the Lord's presence. I need to take my shoes off. Moses had to remove his sandals whenever he approached the burning bush. The difference between that covenant and this covenant is God's glory is not in the burning bush. God's fire is not on the bush. In Acts chapter 2, fire came in the room and it settled upon each of them, disappeared into their inner man. They became the temples of the Holy Ghost. That means I don't have to go and try to get into God's presence. I carry God's presence. I carry breakthrough. I carry the blessing of the Lord. I carry the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Everywhere that your foot shall tread, you'll be on land that's already been given to you. It's in you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I 
I want to share one more testimony. Miss Sarah, I want you to share your land testimony. Come on up. Y'all give Miss Sarah a round of applause. Can I have an usher, Tristan? Just go ahead. Anytime I bring someone up, come up. Thank you. He'll hold this for you. Sometimes people get nervous and they like to talk down here and we can't hear anything. So we're going to have someone. Miss Sarah don't got a problem talking though, right? (laughs) Hallelujah. I bought a house in uh, 2019 in Lufkin. It's a beautiful home the Lord gave me. And we thought the property line was a straight line by a fence that went down the property line. But come to find out, it wasn't. And it veered off about one-tenth of an acre. And so I was going to go ask the next-door neighbor if I could buy the section of land that went down by the fence so that our property line would be straight. And I asked Pastor John to pray for me about the land. And I said, I'm going to go offer him some money to, to see if he will sell it to me. And Pastor started praying, and he said, Lord, you said that whatever land we walked on, you would give to us. So I'm saying that he will give her that property. Well, I have to be honest, I wasn't real sure he would. (laughs) But anyway, I went and asked, and um, he didn't say anything right at first, and then he said, yeah, we'll give that to you. And I said, well, I will... uh, I, I said, I'm willing to pay. He said, no, I'm going to give it to you. Praise God. And so he did. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. Appreciate it. You see, though, the difference? Oh, Lord, please give us land if it be thy will. No. God made a promise. The righteous shall possess the land. Amen. You can believe. for It's in the word of God. You, that's the difference between... Oh, Lord. And the Lord said, why are you crying to me? Get moving. Take what's in your hand and put it to work. Get it in your heart. Get it in your mouth. Believe it. Speak it. And you'll have it in Jesus' name. It works. How we got this church. Many of you have heard this. But when we were believing to launch this church, another, uh, another church owned it. We had a little bit of tension. When we went to buy this building, it was up in the air for a long time. You know, I don't know if we're going to sell it. I don't know what it's going to be for. But finally... They decided to settle, uh, to sell it to us. I'm not going to tell that whole story, but that was a testimony of what we got this property for. But you could tell, I don't think they really wanted to because this was like mid-December. And they finally told us about halfway through December 2019, they said, we'll sell it to you, but you have to have the money by the end of December. December is halfway over. <laughs> we don't have a hundred grand or whatever laying around somewhere. Are you with me? We were like barely starting anything, starting the work here. In fact, when we started this church, we had negative $800 in the bank account. But you know what we did? We stood on the word of God. We had prayer meetings in this room where the Bible says, wherever your foot shall tread, you'll be on land that you've given to me. Stood on words, began to confess the word, and we would have prayer meetings. You'd think this is goofy, but we would start, all right, my foot's treading in Jesus' name. Not, Lord, if it be your will. Lord, we claim this property in Jesus' name for the work of the ministry, for the advancement of the gospel. And I'm going to tell you, we had a member at that time come forward with a check in hand, and we paid for it with no loan from a bank. 
Come on, somebody. It works. Say the word works. You can pray for anything. What does anything mean? It means you can use your faith for any area of your life. I hope I'm talking to a group of Christians that don't walk out and say, well, we're just going to go on back through 2023 just like we did in 2021 and 2022. I pray faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I think that there's faith rising up in the room where people are beginning to see, wait, I, I'm settling for some things in my life. I'm putting up with some things in my life that I don't have to because Jesus already paid the price for me to be free from this thing. Say, I can have what God says I can have. Say, I will have what God says I will have. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. If you come next week, you're probably going to hear me talk about taking this word and using this word to possess the promises of God. I feel it so strong in my spirit. This is not a cute message. I'm telling you, it's time to run. It's time to run. And I say, by the Holy Ghost, if you will run, you will watch the hand of God come behind you. If you'll stop sitting around like a whiny, lethargic Christian that cries and, oh, Lord, please help me. The Lord is saying what he said to Moses, why are you crying to me? I gave you my son, and everything's been fulfilled in him. Take it. Take it. Use your faith and possess the promise of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will tell you right now, this last thing, we have a lot of new people. I don't know where you're at. A lot of people last night received Christ, responded Many of them, you guys give God tell. We have many people from God tell and Lufkin here this morning. Y'all give them a round of applause. But I'll say this to everybody. I'll say this to you. I'll say this to the members. I'll say this to the kids. The best thing you can do is to not leave this service and say, well, oh, well, that was nice. That was good. Yeah, that was encouraging. And go on back in your junk. Plug in. Plug into the word of God. Get this word, start, those who meditate on it day and night shall be like a tree planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season, leaves never wither and prosper in everything that they do. Psalms 1. Well, Lord, I want to prosper. If you ain't reading your Bible, you must not want to prosper that much. Amen. Amen. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Are you ready for God to turn everything around in your life? Come on, because he'll do it. He he doesn't need 10 years to do it. He'll do it this year. I'm telling you, family will be restored to you this year. There's someone back over here. Is any one of you three ladies right here? Any of you guys believing for restoration in your family? One hand right there. I'm telling you by the Holy Ghost, the Lord will restore your family in Jesus' name. Whatever the devil tried to do to, to break things apart, to bring division, the horrible things that the enemy has come into your life to kill, steal, and destroy. You watch God. All he needs is one moment, and all it'll take is faith, faith put into action, and you'll watch God restore everything. The Bible says that if the thief is caught, he must return seven times what he stole. And by the word of God, we've shed light on that area. And the thief is caught this morning in Jesus' name. And so he's going to pay back seven times what he took in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You believe that?
You believe that, miss? I think she believes it. Amen. Hallelujah. Plug into this word. Plug into this word. Turn to your neighbor. Say, plug in. Get faith in you. And once you get it in you, guess what? You can start turning it loose and start rocking and rolling. <laughs> Watch what God does this year. Hey, this, this church is going to be packed by the end of this year. I mean, I'm telling you, packed. In the same way, many of you are being trained up to win souls. You're going to personally start filling these seats up with people. You'll walk in and be like, Miss Kim will walk in and be like, here, here's two rows of people that I've won to the Lord. Amen. I've, when the Lord spoke to me, and I know God tell you guys got to be back by once. I, I understand. I'm going to let you go. But in December of 2022, today we close on 21 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. I hope a lot of you've committed to that with us. You guys have been doing six to six. And I know, the, you know, don't make a show. I'm not, but I'm telling you, I'm just, I just want you to hear this. The Lord told me personally in December of 2022, I just came in my spirit. You're, gonna, you're about to go where you've never gone before. But I'm going to call you to levels of dedication, consecration, I mean to my word, to prayer. Like you've never gone. You know, today, this is crazy. I'll tell you, it's possible. We've been able, some of us have fasted for 21 days without eating. We never broke at all. It's, you can do that. I always thought that, that's impossible. You can't really do that, right? It's, hard. it's really not that hard. You're like, it's hard to fast. It's really not that hard. All you have to do is this right here. You eating tonight? No. But the Lord, I mean, it's just amazing because coming out of this fast, I just feel faith. I, it, it, it is. It refines your faith. I feel the capacity to believe God for things. I've never, I, I mean, that I only could say, oh, yeah, I, I believe. But, I mean, really, it's just like. Nothing's impossible for the one who believes. Nothing's impossible. I heard Dr. Rodney, I heard Evangelist Jonathan, I've heard many people say that, that during this fast, they said that they've, the Lord has just had them press in like they've never pressed in bef before. Why is God having people press in? Because he's, there's such a quick work that he's going to do. I mean, I'm telling you, people are going to begin to pop up like skyscrapers and just the glory of the Lord shall fill the earth in Jesus' name. Not just people getting saved. I'm talking believers. I mean, stepping into the mega, super abundant promises of God. But in order to get it in you, but in order to get it through you, he's got to get it in you first. Press in. Say, press in. Get hungry. Get thirsty. Press in. To the Lord. Hallelujah. One more time, give the Lord a shout of praise. I'm going to take up our tithes and our offerings, and then I'm going to pray for you and let you go. Did anybody get something out of this this morning? I, I didn't preach. I did not preach my notes. I just flowed with the Holy Ghost, and I do believe that what you got was what the Lord wanted you to hear this morning.
Lord, bless them for being hearers of the word in Jesus' name. If you would like to sow a seed or partner with this work that the Lord is doing, check out the description of this podcast or go to www.rhctx.com forward slash give. You can find all the ways to give on that page. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Until next time, this is John Wallace.